welcome back to The Rigged Recap, where I am joined every week with my iconic co-host, Kayla Says. Hello, we're back for another season. Oh my god. I wish that this, um, for this season of The Rigged Recap, we did have a video component, because right now, Kayla <laughs> looks like Jimbo from the UK vs. the World talent show. I am currently, I just got out of the shower, and I'm wearing, like, a, a clown white like skincare face mask and I warned Derek before I jumped on this call um but it does I look yeah I I look a little scary right now so I'm glad you can't you would you would win the Hannibal Lecter challenge on Drag Race for sure no it's it's giving Dragula like it's giving orc like that's what I look like right now um but it'll only be on for a couple more minutes and then I can go back to having a normal face can confirm Kayla's skin routine is iconic I gotta, I gotta keep up appearances, you know what I mean? I just did, like, a new little photo shoot. Like, I did, like, a set of photos for, like, my channel and stuff. Like, I gotta, I gotta keep up appearances, you know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. So we have a new season to talk about. Season 16. It's crazy that we're already here. It seems like we were just here a little while ago. I miss this, like, part of being in the fandom where, like, everyone tunes in at the exact same time and we all watch it together and we all react simultaneously, and then we all talk about it for the next week. Like, All-Stars is fun, International is fun, but, like, there's nothing like everyone just reacting simultaneously. No, I agree. It's definitely a component that, yeah, a lot of the international seasons miss, the newer seasons of All-Stars miss, and I just, it's fun, and it also produces, like, unseen amounts of, like, terminally online mental illness. Uh, And just when I think it gets to, like, peak... Uh, I am always surprised by, like, how far uh, the degenerates of Twitter.com are willing to take things. So, you know, it's always a fun time. I'm mostly still in my Twitter hiatus, but I still, I, okay, I look a little bit when the episode is airing, and then a little bit the next day, just to see, like, the, the temperature of the room, and then I leave. So... You know what, that's a really good way to handle things, because... Every day I'm on there, I lose significantly more brain cells, and I'm only I'm only down to, like, four. You know what I mean? I thought we should introduce a new part of the program, because, honestly, having you here, you're the Twitter girly, you're the producer queen, and I think we should talk about some discourse and give our opinions on said discourse. Oh, I'm so, so, I'm so ready. <laughs> I'm so ready. <laughs> so, introducing a new segment to the show, we will start every episode off with The Daily Discourse. And this discourse uh, that we're going to talk about today has to do with everyone's favorite season 15 queen, Lux Noir London, who had a lot to say on Twitter about people clapping back about the talent show and all of the lip sync numbers and all of that. Oh my god, I have so many thoughts. Okay. Is it the start? It starts with people say Taylor's this talented songwriter. Yes, yeah. Would you, well, why, why bring Taylor Swift into into any of that? But let's start there. Um, so word for word, I will I will read the tweet. So she's responding to an account saying lip sync to your own song is not a talent, and she replies with, "People say Taylor is a talented songwriter all the time. People say that Pharrell is a talented producer all the time." No, most of the songs are not on that level. (laughs) I'm an exception. But still, songwriting is a talent. Performing is a talent. Lip syncing is a talent. Get over it. Uh, I mean, okay, here's the thing. I, 
it, 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 I let me start with the the tweet that she's responding to. Um, lip syncing is not a talent. I disagree, but if we're talking about it, and this is what Lux's tweet fundamentally misunderstands, if we're talking about it within the context of the show, uh, I think everyone's kind of missing the point here. I think the issue is with the talent show itself, in that, like, the the talent show confines the girls to having to do these, like, 60-second songs that they probably have to produce a week before they leave, and so they're not always the highest quality. They always are kind of derivative, uh, and I think that problem would be eliminated and we can show more of the girls' lip-syncing talents if we let them do mixes, we let them do copyrighted songs. Uh, I think the talent show still lives in this in-between place where it's it's not really giving the girls the ability to show off the full range of their talents. And that's where I'm at with that. I think everybody's getting mad at the wrong thing. As it always is. As, as always it is with the Twitter discourse. What do you think, Derek? I think that... The specific tweet that she replied to, I think, wasn't necessarily getting at the heart of the issue and what people were complaining about. People were complaining about people coming in and doing the same talent over and over and over and expecting there to be the same grandiosity of reception back when they did it on All Stars 2 at the very first talent show. Now we've had about, what, 15 talent shows lip syncing to your own song. Yes, I do think it is a talent to song, right? And to lip sync. But is it... And the most entertaining talent to watch yet again on our screens five times in a row? No. No. Especially just the way they do it. Like, it all, it always has to, it ends up being another verse challenge if we don't already have a billion of those. It ends up being, like, let's, like, songwrite a verse, even though, like, that is, that challenge has become the bane of my existence in, like, recent Drag Race seasons. Um, I don't think the talent show is a good first challenge. Period, full stop, unless you're gonna, at least with season 15, like, it, it seemed like they were going in the right direction with, like, letting them do copyrighted songs and, and stuff like that. But, yeah, it's all getting derivative. It almost seems like they're encouraging it. Like, I, I feel like I heard that somewhere. I don't know if that's true, that, like, the producers are kind of encouraging the girls to come in with their own talent show mixes. I don't know if that's correct. Um, but, yeah, it's becoming very kind of formulaic, and I don't think that's, like, a, a knock on any of the queens having to do it. Like, it, you know... You gotta do what you gotta do in a short amount of time, but, like, did this make for the best, like, most engaging talent show? No, and the best two talent show performances were the ones that weren't, like, standard self-written mixes, so... Five out of seven were just lip-syncing to either their song or another person's song. Yep. Uh, I I think talent shows, I love them on All Stars. I think it's a great way to reintroduce yourself to the audience. I think you have the budget at that point to hopefully give something that's elevated, I just think that the queens that they have on a regular season just don't have the resources or the budget necessarily yet. Not all of them, but a lot of them to make a talent show that will be as memorable as ones that the All-Stars seasons have. I agree. It's not a good first challenge uh, for for a regular season. For All-Stars, I agree. Uh, I think we've gotten some really good All-Stars talent shows. I have no issue with the talent show in that setting. I just, um, yeah, I just don't think a really... Because how much are you really, like, knowing about a queen in, like, a 60-second sort of spiel that they do? You know what I mean? It's not like we're really getting to learn a whole lot more about them most of the time. Because most of the time, they're all doing the same thing. You know what I mean? Like, we'll get into it, but, like, I didn't learn much about Tsunami from her little little number there. You know? Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. 
<laughs> yeah, um, I think we're in agreement on this discourse. We're we're in the we're on the same side of the coin here. Sorry, Lux. Yeah, I mean, love Lux. Love Lux. Yeah, I love that she compared herself to Pharrell. <laughs> she said, "I'm the exception," and that's why we love Lux. No, I love like like I just love the girls that like are a little Delulu about everything, uh, and Lux is like the ultimate Delulu girly in the best way possible, and she has the talent to back it up. Um, I live. Mm-hmm. I live. Before we dive into the episode, Kayla, you went to a watch party in Brooklyn with queens from the season there. Can you, t- like, give us your whole experience? What was the watch party like? Yeah, so I've never been to, I mean, I've been to, like, you know, a lot of the, lo- the local, you know, events here in New York City where we watch. I've been to more of the finale ones than I ever have the premiere ones. So this is my first, like official non-official premiere party uh it was the one in brooklyn it was at uh, the williamsburg hotel and um almost all of the new york queens were there for this episode so zunami wasn't there zunami was at a different party but it was uh megami plasma uh nymphia uh a mandatory meeting and who am i forgetting oh uh dawn uh so it was the five of them um it was it was cool. It was, like, a big kind of empty room. I was, like, right in front, uh, and they kind of sat in the front, and they gave, like, little commentary, like, during the episode. Um, we had a little bit of tea. It, it wasn't, like, Roscoe's level tea. Um, and it was interesting because, like, and we'll talk about, you know, the the function of the split premiere. It was interesting, though, because out of the five girls that were there, only two of them were, like, actually on the episode. So, like, we got a little bit of tea from them. Um, I finally met Megami, friend of the show Megami, uh, who was lovely and wonderful. Um, you know, we finally got to, like, connect, which was cool. Um, I did get recognized a couple times, so shout out to everyone who came up and said hello. I was, like, right in the front, like, by myself, living my little tees, like, on my phone. Um, yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a good time. What was, like, the temperature of the room with how the episode was perceived like did people like it were people living was it like yeah it's fine yeah it was a very like it was a very new york crowd uh so you know they lived for the for the new york girls who were on the episode definitely like they got the biggest applause them and safira which we'll get into like everybody lived for the new york girls and safira (laughs) in my crowd um i think the the you know the energy was up throughout most of the episode by untucked though it, like, died. Like, nobody, like, <laughs> everybody was so bored for Untucked, nobody was even paying attention because it was not interesting at all. Like, by the time, like, Charlize Theron, like, showed up for the second time in Untucked, like, literally everybody was on their phones. Like, it was, it kind of died out toward the end of the whole thing. But the, the, the energy was there during the first part, at least. I did not go to a watch party, but I had some gays at my home, so. How did they react? We were all... we we all kind of felt the same way we're like this was a great episode we had fun we thought that the overall we were not super i don't want to word this i don't want to sound like a cunt um we weren't like over uh, what's the word i'm thinking of that's like blown away you weren't we weren't blown away by performances the personalities were there and we were living there but we were a little bit like oh that talent show was fine Oh, that runway was fine. Yeah, uh, that was that was definitely my personal reaction. So why don't we dive into the episode? So they all enter the workroom. I was gonna write down all the entrances and stuff, but the only one who that really stood out in my mind was Safira. Is like wailing like a ghost before she <laughs> gets to the doorway, and then her entrance line is, "This place is haunted." <laughs> 
I mean, she's right. I get haunted. I've never been there. I've never been to that lot, but I get haunted energy from it. One hundred. I believe her. She should speak her truth. Yeah. <laughs> I, am I missing something? Am I, is that like a reference to something? Like I don't know, but she was so committed to it, and I was like, you know what? I live. <laughs> like if if it, if you know, maybe she saw a ghost in the bathroom or something. That's that's what I interpreted it as. Like you know, maybe she something inspired her to to go that direction with it, and it was memorable because we're talking about it. So. Mm-hmm. Aiden Zane's gaze anatomy spirit was in the bathroom before she came out. Oh my god. You know what? That's that's possible. And and I live <laughs> I live for Safira made this her episode from the minute she walked it. Let's just say that. Uh yeah, basically. Something from the first part that I really enjoyed was like the banter between Q, Zunami, and Amanda, they were reading each other. They were, like, laughing. Like, they were <laughs> making little jabs at each other. But it was all in, like, such good fun. And they were all laughing. And they actually did it again later when they were de-dragging. I really just enjoyed that, like, kind of cunty, like, jabs. But they were all having fun with it. Yeah, and there was a lot of that during this episode. This cast is very... I don't want to say, like, I don't mean, like, unpolished in a bad way. Like, that's not what I mean. I'm not, I don't mean it as a read. I mean they're very, like, raw. I get sort of, like, a raw kind of unfiltered energy from all of them. Um, it's a little chaotic. It's not as, like, put together and buttoned up as, like, maybe some recent seasons. Um, and so, yeah, I enjoy them interacting with each other. Uh, I think their personalities are really fun. Dawn with the, wow, I didn't realize Amanda had such good bone structure. I couldn't tell from the makeup she was wearing. <laughs> And you know what was so funny is that, like, because this entire, like, episode was, like, everybody read Amanda down, uh, she was having so much fun, for the most part, like, at the at the party. Like, she was laughing. Like, when I, like especially because her, her and Dawn are very good friends. Like, whenever, like, Dawn would, like, read her Tsunami, like, Amanda was like, you know what? You're right. You're right. And I just, I love that. I love that she's, like, such a good sport about it. <laughs> I don't think we need to go through all of the entrance looks and, like, you know, give them ratings or whatever but like who had some of your favorites and some of your least favorite entrance looks i like Safira's a lot I, I think it told me everything i needed to know about her like the blue kind of like puffy over the top the meat the mug was right she looked super polished um that was one of my favorites uh i like dawn's i think dawn's kind of told you everything you need to know about her like her little kind of like elvish look oh and um morphine's morphine looked amazing she just looked amazing oh yeah uh, I also want to throw Q into the mix there because I disagree with Michelle Visage. Green is one of my favorite colors. And I thought there was so much detail. And knowing that she made it all herself, I was like, this is fun. It's practical because she doesn't know what she's about to get into. But it's still, like, fun and dynamic. Yeah, I like Q's. She's also very smart, which we'll get into. But, yeah, that was a smart choice for her to come in that way. Um, Amanda, <laughs> mandatory meeting. Um, I think if I name this episode, like, the mystery of the breastplate. Something with breastplates. Because there was a lot of, like, breastplate malfunctions. A lot of titties. A lot of titties going on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> mandatory meetings was um, a little folded. <laughs> um, and she got read for it by multiple queens. I'm just, you know what? I, I know it's a little messy. Um, I'm just happy to see breasts. Like, I, I, these girls pad. You know what? We've seen a lot of recent seasons where the girlies do not pad as much, and I like, at the very least, the commitment to the full womanly illusion. Uh, you know what? So, like, if the breast, if the breastplates are coming off, if they're too small, they're too big, they're folded over, like, I'm happy to see them. Um, yeah, I mean, the entrances were, like, whatever. 
the uh, mini challenge, the photo shoot that they got to do, that was really fun, and it was really fucking smart. Yeah, it was super funny. I think everybody lived for... The biggest reaction, I think, the whole night at the viewing party was Dawn when she was, like, talking to RuPaul, and she was like, I think animals should vote. And he was like, who would they vote for? And she was like, not you. Like, everybody screamed. <laughs> like, it was so stupid. The fact that Love Connie was there was stupid in the best way. Like, I just like that it was stupid. Yes. It was dumb. Love Connie being a Karen neighbor is, like, perfect. Like, there was, you could tell there were queens in this mini challenge who, like, understood the assignment and then ones who didn't. Dawn understood the assignment from the first millisecond. She went all the way up to that ring doorbell, put her, like, mouth right on it. Like, she got what they wanted, what they were going for, and what the comedy of the situation was. Yeah, I think a couple of them were a little thrown off. They were like, oh, I'm here to do this, like, glamorous photo shoot, and here I am on a porch with RuPaul, like, talking to me through, like, a, a voice box. Like, yeah, like, what a wild situation to be put in. Uh, but, you know, some of them rose to the challenge, and I was happy to see it. Mm-hmm. You had, like, Tsunami, who I, I think was just like, okay, haha, whatever, I want to look, like, cunty. That's what I'm here for. And then you have Morphine, who was, like, jumping into splits. I'm like, girl, like, what? <laughs> this is not the vibe, but okay. Yeah, save all your tricks, too. That's, you know, that's, that's mm-hmm. that would be my advice to Morphine, is save all your tricks for when you need them. You didn't need them at that point, like... The thing about Morphine, um, I feel like her BBL is the eighth queen in this episode. Oh my god. Yeah, it was a topic natural, of conversation. natural. Yeah, natural. Um, and I lived when, like, Safira was like, I have a, <laughs> I have a naturally bigger ass than I was like, work, bitch. Like, when Michelle Visage was literally like, girl, that's not natural. You took it from your stomach and put it in your ass. Ah! And he's like, yeah, whatever. Oh, my God. She looked good, though. She looked good. So, Safira wins the mini challenge and wins $2,500, which is pretty good for voguing up a sidewalk. Yeah. I, ho- I hope she takes herself to a nice dinner with that. You know what I mean? I think Dawn should have won the mini challenge, if I'm being honest. And I say that as a Safira stan. Uh, but, yeah, I think that... But not that it matters. Like, the mini challenges, are, you know, they're goofy. Well, and that's the other thing. It's like, what what matters? Like, the performance of you doing the photo shoot or, like, the random photo that they decide to show on screen is, like, your photo. Which, like, they probably take, like, you know, 100 or so photos. They're just clicking, clicking, clicking. And then they choose one. Like, they could choose a, a good photo. They could choose a bad photo. They choose the really good Safira photo. Yeah, and you know what? She She's fabulous. She could do no wrong in my eyes, so good for her. Um, so back in the workroom, the, the queens are kikiing, they're de-dragging, and basically from the jump, everyone is really underestimating a mandatory meeting. They're like, she's the booger of the group, is basically what they were saying. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think I feel like that happens with a couple different drag race seasons, like, you always, like, even with the editing, like, the producers kind of always are like, this is the person we are gonna point and laugh at today, you know what I mean? And, like, it was definitely... Amanda for this episode and I feel bad because she has such a good spirit and at the very least like from what I've seen she is a good sport about being a little boogery there is a couple you know mishaps and she could she could very easily be like bitter on social media clapping back at anyone who's like you know critiquing her but she's like in on the joke at this point it feels like yeah yeah and I appreciate that it's probably the healthiest way to like deal with it all well right it makes me think of like when everybody was kind of like dogging on monica beverly hills for the soaking clock thing and she was like upset about it at first everyone was like no girl make merch and then she was like oh you're right and then did that 
And everybody lived for it. Like, sometimes you just gotta go with the absurdity, you know? Bible girl was like, no girl, we're gonna make a buck. Like, get over here. <laughs> yeah, you gotta just em- embrace whatever it is about you. Um, another thing, <laughs> this was just like, this is like a funny tweet that I saw that I'm like pigeonholing into this episode because I need to talk about it. So, Morphine is talking about how her parents don't know really that she does drag over. They might know, but they don't like, no one talks about it. And someone, someone was like, how are you about to, how are you about to recover from getting a BBL and your parents just don't get it still in their, when you're recovering in their home? Yeah, I have a lot of questions about that. I'm like, do you live in like a, like a sub basement unit where you sneak in and out? Like drag takes up a lot of space. Well, she says that she never leaves the house in drag and she never comes home in drag. So she must like get up into the gig at the gig. That's chaotic. Uh, I, more power to her if that's what she, you know, you know, feels that she needs to do at this point in time to like, you know, keep her peace. But goddamn, like, I, I hope she doesn't have to live in the shadows for that long. Like, that's crazy. Um, we also had Charlize Theron um, give them some, I don't remember what they were called, some type of baked good. Can I, wait, can I give tea from the viewing party for this? Yes, please do. So, like, you know how she came in and she, like, announced herself and she was like, it's me, Charlize Theron. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I, they're all glad she did that because they didn't know who she was. Literally <laughs> none of them knew who she was. They admitted to not knowing who she was. When she, like, introduced herself, like, then did, were, were they at least yeah, aware of her then? Yeah, then it clicked, but, like, people, even, even Dawn was like, yeah, I don't even think I've ever seen, like, a movie that she's, like, been in, like, and apparently they also elaborated a little bit, because this isn't a spoiler, because it, it's, it's advertised already, but in the next episode, the guest is Becky G, and in that cast, they also didn't know who Becky G was, and they had to pretend, and then when they, like, compared notes for both episodes, the one cast, like, they were like, they should have switched the judges because the other cast knew who Charlize Theron was and the cast that got Becky G, like, didn't know who she was but the other cast did sort of thing. I feel like I could have, I would have recognized Becky G. I don't know if I would have recognized Charlize, Miss Theron. It's Theron. They said Theron. Theron, I always Theron. heard it as Theron. I don't know. I mean, she's, she's, she's beautiful. She's a beautiful little white woman. Uh, good for her. She's an ally. Uh, I don't know if I would have recognized her right off the bat. She looks like a lot of white women in Hollywood to me. <laughs> well, I've seen Monster, obviously, where she plays Eileen Warnos, but she doesn't look like herself in that movie at all, so that wouldn't really help. Right. Uh, and, you know, I'm glad she, at the very least, was, like, enthusiastic about being there. Uh, I don't know if, like, she needed to, like, be as featured, like, in that and also untucked. Like, but, you know. Well, it's like, when you bring in Miley Cyrus, when you bring in Ariana Grande... Like, when you bring in Lizzo, like, the gays are going to lose their minds. When you bring in Charlize Theron, it's like, oh, Oscar-winning actress. Right. She was in Snow White and the Huntsman. Yeah. No, exactly. Who was the who was the guest last year? Oh, was it Ariana? Oh, it was Ariana. Ariana. Oh, the girls got, oh, I feel like that the, six, the 16 girls got stiffed a little yeah. bit. Because but... even Becky G, like... I feel like she's more famous overseas yeah. than, like, here. She's big internationally. Let me tell you, though, like, the thing about Becky G, yeah, I'm not really, fam- like, familiar with her music, but um, uh, not to, like, out where I work, but I'm going to just casually out where I work. Um, <laughs> we have, like, I, I work at a, a network that does a particular uh, summer concert series, 
And when I tell you the most popular concert series that we had all summer was Becky G. There were literally so many people there. Like, they, the security was insane. It was so packed. And it was it was for Becky G. So, I guess the people love her. I, I know Shower because it's her, like, big, like, English song. But I couldn't tell you another one of her songs. Well, okay, who were the other people that you had that summer that were, like, less... It, like people were less enthusiastic about was there were they like flops or no no we had we had olivia rodrigo we had the jonas brothers we had people went crazier over becky g than yeah, olivia no, rodrigo yeah we had we had kim petras we had kelly clarkson yeah we had a lot of people and becky g like f- packed that whole place at least from from what i heard from what the hosts said we actually got in trouble for this is i, I shouldn't be talking about this um People from my team got in trouble because they snuck into the Jonas Brothers and they didn't have credentials to be there, <laughs> and they got caught on camera. Um, TV's a weird place, but yeah, Becky G has has a lot of stands out there. Like she was in Power Rangers. She was good for her. That was random. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I could. That's all I got. That's yeah. Nothing. Nothing for me. It felt like they maybe they had like a. A big, like, you know, fun guest host for this premiere and that, that invite kind of fell through or something. That's what it feels like. It's kind of like on season 12 when they had, like, Nicki Minaj for part one and then, like, Robin for part two. And, like, not knocking Robin, she's an icon, but she's a very specific niche artist. Whereas, like, Nicki Minaj is a global superstar. Yeah, I would have been... I Not that I don't love Robin, I do, but, I, yeah, I would have been a little peeved if I was on the Robin episode and not the Nicki Minaj episode. Like, that's mother, you know? Like... Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know me personally, I would rather lip sync to uh, Call Your Girlfriend than uh, <laughs> Starships. Really? I think so I would have been okay. I think I would have I think I would have ate Starships personally. I think you would have ate Starships too. Thank you. You versus Widow Von due to Starships. I, I want to live in that. I, I feel like reality. there's like when every every time there's like uh like somebody does like one of those like drag race simulators or something, like I I always end up as like the lip sync assassin and everyone's always like you that, do everyone's always like that makes sense and i'm like yeah no i know i like, you literally are like bottom 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 runner up runner up no i really do feel like i would be a lip sync assassin i i'm 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 confident in my abilities i think you would be the lipstick assassin and the fan favorite and i think that the producers would know you'd be the fan favorite so they would let you win all the lip syncs so you're like eh, we, we probably should chop her like this is like her fifth bottom but and let's let her go. Yeah, listen, I, I would love to enter the Lip Sync Assassin Hall of Fame. We should do a YouTuber Lala Perusa. <laughs> I wait. Okay, okay, okay. I've been thinking about this. I want to do one like for charity. I want to like get get the girls together. Everybody gets a partner. We know enough Rue girls who would be like willing to do it. Put us in drag. Let us go to work. I think that's iconic. I've wanted I to would do this live. for so I wanted to do this for so long. Like this is like a pet project of mine that like maybe one day I'll put into <laughs> I'll put into action. It's like part makeover, part lip sync, Lala Perusa Smackdown. Yes, no, we all yeah, we all get a partner, we all get in drag, and we all lip sync uh winner. We all pick a different charity and whoever wins gets the money for that charity. Yes. Oh, I love Kayla, I love that. Why have you been keeping this to yourself for this long? No, that's like that's a that's honestly, you're right. I should actually like get out there and like make this happen because I feel like it'd be so fun. Um I feel like I could find somebody in the in New York City who would let me do it. Like <laughs> like, you know? Or LA. I'm sure Jack has enough friends that would let us use oh, you like Jack would literally just like 
Okay, you he'll assign us. Okay, you can have this person, you can have this person. Oh, dead ass. Um, so maybe, <laughs> you know, stay tuned for that, if that happens. So getting back to the episode, we are given two big twists for this season. And I feel like we both have a lot of thoughts on both of them. So why don't we break them down? The first one is potentially just for the split premiere, and it's the rate a queen twist. Kayla, go crazy. What do you what are your thoughts? I don't like it. I think it's dumb. <laughs> I think it's stupid. Um, especially because no one went home this episode. Like it was it served no purpose. It just determined the top two that the judges would have picked anyway. Like, I don't know what they were told. I don't know if they were told to, like, you know, be influenced by the judges' commentary. Like, I don't know if they were, like, prioritizing being fair. Um, But if I were them, like, if you're actually trying to play it as a strategic game, I would have, like, fucked up the ratings a little bit so that the people who did the best weren't in the top. But I'm also happy that didn't happen because... That would have been so annoying if Safira and Q weren't in the top when they clearly did the best. You know what I mean? Like, to me, it just served no purpose. I don't like it. Dislike. Bad twist. Bad twist, producers. You did bad. These people have obviously never watched The Circle um, because there was no strategy there. As someone who plays online reality games and has played a Circle org, um, you are constantly, like, thinking, okay, who is going to be at the top because I'm going to tank them. And that didn't happen at all. Like, if I were Q, because from what my understanding is, they didn't know if it was going to be a top two, a bottom two. Like, they had no idea what the format was going to be. They might have had a guess. But if I were Q, I would have put Safira last. Right. And vice versa. If I was Safira, I would have put Q last. Like, they were very clearly going to be the top two if everyone voted correctly. So why wouldn't they try and take each other so that if there was just one winner, then they would ensure that they were the winner. Right. It it seemed like, uh, this is a little bit of critique from the premiere party, um, from what I understand, all the queens kind of confirmed this, that, like, they did not know, like, they were instructed, like, they were not even allowed to, like, look at each other after, before, after voting, talk to each other. Like, they were completely in the dark as to, like, what they were doing. And you could kind of tell, like, when they were actually doing it. Um, And I feel like it just kind of defeated the purpose. It was the gag for the sake of a gag, and it wasn't a good one. Uh, Especially because it didn't really influence anything. Nobody went home. Nobody was in the bottom. So, like, what is, what is the point of any of it? And and they didn't know the rankings. They knew who the top two were, but they didn't reveal the rest of the, rank, the rankings. They should have went, in seventh place, we have Tsunami Muse. Sixth place, a mandatory meeting. Like, that would have started some drama, and maybe they'll do that later, but it just felt kind of anticlimactic in the moment. Like, oh, we're not going to, like, know the actual ranking right now. Right. It just seemed like they always try to do this, like, premiere twist now, which I fucking hate. But you know, whatever. I guess I'm in the minority on that because every time I say it on Twitter, people yell at me. But, like, it it served no narrative purpose. There was no drama created from it. Untucked was as boring as it possibly could have been. And they literally had... A, ch- a challenge in which they or a requirement in which the queens had to rank each other and there was no drama produced from that like that's crazy were they not allowed to strategize like you said they weren't allowed to talk like could they not like i don't know form an alliance like, you know what i mean like that would that would make it more interesting right i guess there was none of that like i literally think they just kind of like whenever 
they had to, they definitely, I think they listened to critiques first, but I think after that, when they had to rank everybody, they just kind of, like, put them in the dark, and they were like, go do it, which, like, I don't know how, they, they, I feel like it just kind of, like, worked in the sense of, like, okay, here's something that we could put in the little, like, e-news blurb when the season airs, like, this is the thing you want to tune in for, and then it, like, they didn't think of any ramifications beyond that, and it's lazy, it's lazy, lazy! Do you want to know how they could have fixed this so easily? Yes. Have them rank, obviously. They do the top two lip sync, and the person who's in last place, seventh place, is eliminated. And then the bottom from each group have to lip sync to stay in the competition. Yeah. So that way there's still stakes. Someone still goes home as a result. But it's not like we lose two people right off the bat when there's a quota. And there's, like, drama because you see who the rankings are. You might like, let's say it was Tsunami, you might really like Tsunami, and you're like, oh shit, she's gonna have to lip sync to stay now? Like, oh damn, like that would have added tension, it would have made you interested to keep tuning in for the next week and the next week, like, that would have worked, this didn't. Yeah, this did not work. I like that idea. Yeah, yeah, just just make it influence the bottom in some way, and I also, like, mm-hmm. again, this is the other thing that everyone yells at me for, people should go home on the first episode, I don't care. I don't care. They did, in season 15, they did it the right way. I disagree i like having more episodes with queens but i also want there to be some sort of stakes like i honestly feel like this is like a course correct of season 13 because the pork chop lounge was so hated and they hated how they put those queens through the ringer and all of these things just for it to like not matter i feel like they kind of course correct now where it's like okay we'll throw you a twist but it doesn't matter like you're all gonna have fun like it's all positive blah 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 like there's a, a middle ground that I feel like they have not reached. Yeah, no, I agree. I think they still gotta, like, work on it if they're gonna go in that direction uh, and what they're doing now just, like, does not. Because it's like, I, I get I just come to expect, like, no, the, no one goes home. No one goes home. There's a top two lip sync. Like, I don't, I'm over it. I'm over it. It just, it just seems like mm-hmm. nothing matters. And then what, like, why does it matter that you do well in the first challenge then? You know what I mean? Like... Well, and and because they wouldn't let them, or maybe if they didn't let them, they just didn't encourage them to strategize beforehand, we're all going into this third episode where the two groups come together, and there's, like, no dynamics. There's no alliances. There's no, like, rivalry. There's no, like, oh, this queen ranked me last when she should have put me. Like, if they wanted to stir drama, cause chaos, you know, make dynamics interesting, they should have, like, you guys should go, you know over there and strategize if you want to like you know da, 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 da. on all-star six we constantly saw them waiting outside going into the voting booth but they were all chatting and they were all strategizing and trying to like get their ducks in a row they should have done that yeah no and that's totally not what they did they said they like megami in particular i think said it that like you know they they kind of use different terms for like when the queens are allowed to talk to each other and this was and when they're not it's called hard ice and this was like the hardest ice day like, nobody was allowed to even... They made them, like, stand in the corner and, like, turn around. So they couldn't even, like, look at anybody. I'm like, what is the point of that? Like That's dumb. Putting them in timeout? Yeah, they put they literally put them in timeout while everybody else is, like, voting. If you're... Like, the purpose of a twist like this is to cause drama. Like, if, if you're going to do a twist like this on reality TV, you want to amplify the drama, like, afterwards. And this has literally zero effect. It will be so of, like, an... It's a non-factor on the season. Like, in three weeks... We're going to be like, oh, yeah, forgot that was a thing. It's the new shade tree. It is the new shade tree. Uh, do you feel like there may be, like, is this kind of like a soft launch of, like, a potential All-Stars theme or something like that? Like, do you think they're, they're 
testing the waters. Yeah, I think they're always, they, you know, they're always piloting stuff. Uh, I think it, it either goes well or it doesn't. Uh, the pork chop loading dock went very badly. They're trying this. Even though you could argue if, it, you know, it's World of Wonder tried the Golden Beaver thing with Canada. Like, I think they're really in, like, their experiment, throw stuff to the wall and see what sticks era. And when you do that, there's going to be a lot of flops and the fans are going to let you know about it. I feel like this wasn't... This wasn't pork chop level bad. I'm not leaving the episode, like, upset. It's more just, like, annoying that, like, it wasn't more. And I, there is kind of, like, the Goldilocks of it all. Like, pork chop was too much. This is too little. Like, they just have to find the happy medium. Yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, we'll wait and see if they get there. But for now, chop, bad, dislike. Uh, the, the other twist is they're bringing back immunity but I guess we don't know specifically how this is going to work yet. But if they win immunity, they can use it at any point to save themselves from an elimination. So does this mean going into a challenge, they can say, I want to use my immunity so I'm safe this week? Does this mean whenever they end up in the bottom three, they can just be safe, even if it's seven or eight weeks later? Like, we don't know. Yeah, I'm I'm interested to see, like, how... Yeah, because they did specify that. Like, they made it sound like you can use it at any time, which is interesting, uh, I'm interested to see how it is employed. Uh, I'm fine with immunity coming back. I have a conspiracy about why it was taken away the first time. Uh, because obviously in season five, uh, for people who don't remember, it was taken away in season five because basically Alyssa Edwards' snatch game was so bad. <laughs> and she had immunity, so like she couldn't be in the bottom. Um, I think obviously they were building up to an Alyssa versus Coco lip sync. Uh, I think if Alyssa hadn't had immunity for that challenge, they probably would have, like, built it up at that point and, like, edited Coco to make her worse and done that. Well, because Coco was, like, barely in that Snatch game, her Janet. Right, and done that lip sync earlier, which would have probably course corrected a couple other things in the season. I think that's why they got rid of it, uh, because it kind of, it fucked the producers over. Um, so I'm surprised that they're bringing it back, but I don't think it's an unwelcome addition because it's a pretty standard like, facet of reality TV, uh, and I think it has the potential to be used in an interesting way. I don't know how I feel yet, because I think immunity made sense back then, because you would have challenge winners going home constantly, like right. Morgan McMichaels, like, all of these, like, uh, Linacia Sparks, like, they all would win challenges and then go home. But now, the way that producers produce the show is they, they pad out the winners so that usually if you win a challenge, you're safe till like final seven, final six. Right. Like you're going to win multiple challenges. You're not just going to have a one, you know, challenge fluke. I mean, it does still happen, but not as often as back then. So back then it made sense why there would be an immunity. Now they save challenge winners anyway. You know what I mean? So I, I just don't necessarily know if it's necessary if it leads to more fair judging because they don't have to, like, pull all the rigory to save people who have, you know, two wins or whatever, then I guess it's fine. But I guess I just don't see the merit at the moment. Yeah, I'm interested to see how it plays out. And I think you're right. It's it's definitely a different competition mechanic than it was when it was first introduced. Uh, but, you know, it, it could <clears throat> give the potential for, like, a little bit of a wild card moment that people are looking for. So I guess we'll see. Do you want to get into the talent show? Yes, I do. So the the challenge is the <laughs> MTV Spring Break talent show, which, I don't know, the only thing that was Spring Break about this was the color lighting and the four cardboard trees in the background. And, and Derek Barry. 
<laughs> Derek Barry. So it was worth it. It was just, it was a little loose of a concept. Yeah, I think MTV was just like, we have to stick our branding in here in a way that's not going to offend people like it did last year. Like, we want to remind people it's on MTV, but not remind them of the way MTV fucked everything up in 2023. That's what it felt like to me. I feel like there's just, like, a better way to, like, do the spring break aesthetic in a challenge than, like, the talent show. Yeah. Like, almost do, like, a head, like a halftime headliners. Right. But, like, do it like a spring break concert series or whatever no it's it's definitely felt like mtv was like oh we gotta we gotta like advertise ourselves a little bit here even though they have a dying channel with no you know iconography that they used to have but that's a whole other (laughs) conversation so we'll we'll talk about the challenge and the runway together and then we will rate the queens closed case cold case or open case based on their episode as a whole so let's start off with the first person who went in the talent show, Morphine Love, Dion. So in the talent show, Morphine lip-synced to a song I wasn't aware of. I didn't know what it was, but it, well, it wasn't hers. I knew that much. <laughs> um, and then on the runway, which was Reveal Yourself, she revealed from a towel to a swimsuit. So Kayla, what are your thoughts? Um, I think I love Morphine. Um, I liked her performance. There was, It was, yeah, it was definitely... It was one of the few that wasn't, like, their, her own, like, original track. Because I remember at the viewing party, people were, like, singing along to it. Like, it was a song that people knew. Um, I liked her performance. I think, you know, she's cunty. Like, I live. Uh, the, the slow split kind of thing was cool. Um, I didn't like her runway. I thought her runway was a little too simple for, like, the first episode. I liked the little towel moment. And then I liked the way she revealed to the swimsuit, but I didn't like the swimsuit. I didn't like that it was literally, like, a hotel towel with, like, straight, like, strings dangling everywhere. Like, this, this towel's been through the ringer, it seemed like. It's gone through the washing machine a few times. Yeah. Um, I just, I didn't, it wasn't, it wasn't enough for me. Uh, especially in comparison yeah. to some of the other girls, like, it just wasn't enough. But her, her performance was cute. Like, I didn't have any, like, offensive feelings about it one way or the other. I think she really, she really benefited from going first. Yeah. Because... I think if this was later on, I don't think people would have received it as well because it was kind of the same thing that everyone did, but this one didn't have her singing on it. So, you know, the performance itself was good, um, but it just didn't... St- I feel like she did not stand out in the challenge or the runway. She stood out in personality for this episode. Yeah, for sure. I think I'll give her a, a open case. Yeah, she's getting an open case for me too. That wig though, the, the mug... Those sunglasses and the wig in her runway, Kuntiana. She's gorgeous. I'm obsessed. I'm still obsessed with her, even though she wasn't my favorite for this episode. I'm like, I'm obsessed with you. I don't even care. She seems to me like someone who I feel like when it's so structured might struggle. But when she can just like be herself, like in an improv, in a comedy, in a performance challenge like that, I think she's going to shine more. I just keep thinking about the tweet that's like, you know, she runs the Sephora like the Navy. And yes, she does. (laughs) work. Up next, we had a mandatory meeting who for the talent show did, where's my kitty? Where's my pussy? (laughs) It was memorable. Uh, I mean, she's a good performer. She's high energy. The number was like campy and stupid, which I think is kind of like her gig. It wasn't my favorite. Like I thought it was fine. Even like at the, the, the viewing party, like I, people were not living... I think people were just confused. Like, it was, like, a lot of cheering, but a lot of, like, 
what is going on here? I, I think I liked it. Noodles likes it. She's going crazy. Oh, um, yeah, I liked it more than Morphine's. I remember being like, because she went right after and I was like, oh, I like that more. Um, and I think it's because it made me confused. <laughs> it made me feel something. I was like, I don't know what the fuck just happened. She like couldn't find her pussy and she's like splitting and like death, all these things. I don't understand how any of the dance moves connected to the song, connected to the concept, connected to the look, none of it. But I was entertained. Yeah. I mean, she was, she's a good performer. She's very like, you know, New York kind of camp, which is what I see all the time here. Uh, so I'm used to it. RuPaul that. said too, like she was like bursting out. Like the energy was like, she was going to explode with how much energy she had. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about this runway. What did you think of the <laughs> runway, Derek? It's giving, I don't even know. I don't know how to describe this look. Bad. <laughs> it was like so bad, it turned into being camp immediately. Yes. Uh, I just kept thinking about, are you, you're watching Dragula, right? Yes. I just keep thinking about Cynthia Dahl's like alien hooker mm-hmm. look. I was like, yep. okay, so we're doing Cynthia Dahl's alien looker hook hooker look fuck and then (laughs) looker hook whatever the fuck and then we reveal into like this unfortunate thanos hooker with some splotchy ass hemorrhoid looking like makeup i i was not i was not about it i was not about she was laughing like when she watched it like she was literally laughing at it Well, like, from the jump, she turns the corner and her wig goes flying. And she's like, oh, no, 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 we have to start over. Don't show that. And I was cracking up because the nerve, the gall. The gall. Um, the first episode. <laughs> um, I feel like there really is kind of like a, there's a very um, green energy to this this group. Yeah, for um, sure. Not all of them, obviously, like, Saphir and Q feel very, like, polished. But I like that they all don't feel like they know what they're doing. Yeah, no, it feels like an earlier season. It feels like a like a like a season five or like a season four, mm-hmm. uh, and that yeah. was definitely reminiscent of that. Her makeup, okay, it's rotted, but she was sweating under that body stocking, and I doubt they had that much time in between challenge and runway for her to do like head to toe new glam. My issue with the look, my biggest issue, because I can overlook the makeup, like it's terrible, but like whatever, was that. She wasn't purple. Like, she had this purple head and then just, like, pale white arms and legs. Like, just wear a bodysuit. Yeah, it was so ambitious. And, I and like, you know, I commend her for trying to take that on for the first episode. But it's, like, if you can't do color make or, like, color illusions for a full body. And I think she said at the viewing party that that was her first time, like, ever do, like, attempting that. Don't do it. Do something else. Like, it's just not a smart choice. She did post the photo shoot of this look, and it has an updated wig, and the makeup looks way better. Yes, I saw um, that. So we yeah. love progress. We love progress. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna give her a, a cold case, though. I'm gonna give her an open case, because I really did like her talent show. Oh, you're so the kind. Run- <laughs> <laughs> the talent show was so fun to me. I was entertained. The runway's terrible, but to me, that's that ends up somewhere in the middle. Okay, that's that's valid. You're, you're valid for that. <laughs> of um, next, we had Dawn, who, for the talent show, another thing I can't describe, she 
took some things off. She was a body bag. She was an animal print thing. Uh, the end. She lip synced to her own song. Yeah, I mean everybody lived for Dawn at the party, and like you know she was cute. I didn't. I didn't like this talent show. I don't know. It was like the whole thing was like I'm quirky, and like I'm you know I'm talking to my own song kind of thing. Like whatever. The Katya stands adore her, and this is why. Right. Like it's very much that energy. I just think that I don't know. I didn't. I didn't live. I didn't necessarily understand exactly what was going on. But then in the way that I didn't know what was going on with Amanda, but I was still entertained. This one, I was just like, oh, I, there's a lot happening. Okay. The song was fun. The song was different from most like you know drag race bitch, bitch track whatever. Yeah, the song was different. I just feel like it was like all, all she really wanted to do was like go up there and be like, I'm gonna be weird. And people are going to like that. But I'm like, is is that... Did it make for, like, a coherent sort of performance that, like, tells me about you besides that you're the weird one? Like, I don't know. I just... I didn't live for it as much as anybody else did. Well, and, like, the arm thing, like, the arms stretched out, like, across the stage was really, really cool. But some someone just did that. Who was it? Was oh. Dragula? Oh, uh, did Orc do it? Denim did it. Denim did it, right. Denim literally just did this. Yeah. So I feel like the impact is a little less, like, intense. Do you remember, like, those early talent shows, the songs were all so memorable. Like, right. Like, I think about fucking Aja, Level Your Pussy Up, Milk, Touch the Fashion. Like, all of the songs were so, like, iconic and everyone would, would sing them and remember them. I don't think in a week I will remember a single detail about any of these songs. No, yeah. And this one was not, it was not it for me. Um, how did you feel about her Yeti runway look? That was cute. I live for that. I like the little Yeti monster thing. Uh, and then I liked her little kind of like purplish like thing that she had going on underneath it. I thought it was, I thought it was cute. I thought it was different. I thought it was like a, a well-executed reveal. I, I like the runway. I disagree. <laughs> Not a fan? All right. I mean... I thought she was a shrimp. You thought she was a shrimp? Like, with the thing I, on? <laughs> with the Yeti. I thought it was a shrimp. Derek. <laughs> no, I need you to look at it, and the next time you look at it, think shrimp, and they'll make the connection. Okay. I was like, is she a prawn? What is she? And then when she took it off, it's giving sort of Yeti, but why is she purple? Like... I don't know. I didn't, I felt like the look underneath didn't go with what was on top necessarily. It was just like a cuntier version of it. I don't know. I didn't get it. I, I, I get you. Uh, shrimp. Yeah. I'm going to have to take another look at that. <laughs> that runway. Maybe I was just hungry. Maybe I was just really craving some red lobster when I was watching, but. What a <laughs> shrimp. So uh, you, you know what, Dawn's Miss Dawn's an open case for me because I like the runway and I didn't I didn't like the talent show. So yeah, she's an open case for me too because I mean I had issues, but neither was like bad. Like I wasn't like disliking either. I just wasn't living. I think as much as everyone else was. Yeah. No, I agree. So up next we have Q. Do you feel like Q is not the best name to be a drag name for branding purposes? Yes. Uh, I don't like, I don't like her name. <laughs> it's like being called like pink, like, and someone searches pink and then you don't come up. Rosé! Like, okay, Rosé, you search Rosé and the singer comes up or the wine comes up. Yeah, it's, it's, I, I don't, I'm not a big fan of the one letter names. I'm not a big fan of Dawn either, but like, Q, yeah, Q's a weird choice. Q did 
eat up all of the fucking lunch, though, because she did this weird puppety ballerina, but she's, like, short and <laughs> it's awkward. So good. I This is the kind of drag I live for. Yeah, everybody was, like, living for this. This was kind of, like, one of the big gags of the episode at the viewing party. Um, I, You know what? I like when the girls take risks. Like, it, it, I feel like she would not have been well-received if she did, like, a classic kind of cackety-cackety-cow number. Like, she just was like, I'm mm-hmm. gonna do something stupid that people are gonna remember, and either it's gonna work or it's not gonna work. And I respect that level of cunt. To, like, be like, you know what? I'm gonna do something fucking stupid. Well, and she's not just a, a sewer, a seamstress. She's a designer. So she was able to make this look so realistic and so stupid and so well done. And, like, I'm thinking about, like, Tsunami Muse just, like, just walked onto the stage and that was it. Yeah. She had a whole, like, she had, it literally said, like, Hughes Playhouse. It was this huge thing. It was a production yeah, no, she's so smart, and she's so, like, detail-oriented. Um, that look, can we talk about that look? The runway? A little commotion for the look, please. Like, <laughs> oh my yeah, god. Yeah, it was, it was giving, like, Snow White and the Huntsman, like, Disney villain, but then it turned into, like, this butterfly rainbow. It was, it was crazy. I didn't expect it going where it went, where it went and... It was, the, I think, by far the best look of the night. I agree. It was the best look of the night. And the fact that she made it is, like, super impressive. Uh, I'm excited to see more from her. Uh, again, I just, I admire the nerve to do something so boldly dumb for your first experience on national television. I'm like, that's the level of cunt that I look for. I feel like we don't know her super well yet. Like, I feel like I know Morphine. I know Dawn. I know Safira. I don't think I know Q yet. Yeah. So I'm excited to get like more layers to her in the future. But this was like such a strong start. This was a total closed case. Yes, closed case for me as well. Up next, we have Mirage. The gays are going crazy for Mirage. They're going nuts for Mirage. Work, bitch. Like, she, like you know what's funny is that I feel like people kind of didn't know how to receive her when the Meet the Queens came out. They were just kind of, like, confused by her. <laughs> um, and, like, I get why. Um, but just, like, seeing... Her talent show, like, yeah, it was, like, a lip-sync track, but it's, like, she did something so unique. Like, I love that her drag is so, like, from a distinct point of view, like, it's very, you know, stripper-oriented. It's very kind of, like, showy Las Vegas, the the clacking of the heels. Like, she was so smooth with it. She was so confident. Um, I understand why people live for it. I think, like, Q and Safira did a little bit better than her, but she was, like, she was really up there and, like... And I, I think she should have gotten, like, better critiques than she did, in all honesty. Um, and her runway was good. I liked her runway, too. The runway was um, cool, but the, the way that she revealed it was kind of awkward. Because she's doing this, like, showgirl burrito, as Michelle called it. Yeah. But instead of, like, dropping the pieces and, like, revealing, she kind of just, like, held them, like, at the side. And then she was, like, carrying them all. Like, if she had just, like, revealed, revealed, I think it would have been a little smoother because the actual like look underneath was still really like cunty it was really like stunning yeah no i agree she definitely like i think that kind of yeah that kind of read as a little like confusing when we saw it like at the viewing party we were like girl what is she do what is she doing like with this little like clamshell like look like what's going on um but no she was I, she really impressed me like i don't know she wasn't like anywhere <clears throat> near, really near my top when i first like started you know getting invested in this cast but like 
I was I was enamored by that. That's like probably one of the talent shows that I've like we watched like you know when the clips come up on Twitter like I'll, I'll stop and watch them sometimes. And that's the one that I stop and watch every time. That one fucking dip that she does where it's like she's standing and then she kind of like turns around and lands on her back. I'm like fucking work, bitch. Like I I love it. Obsessed. Close case. Close case. I worry for her moving forward. Like I don't know how she's gonna do in a comedy in an improv. But when it comes to performance challenges, I think she's fine. Yeah. No, I think I'd love to see her in like a, you know, a rusical or something. Like, I hope she makes mm-hmm. it that far. Yeah. She, she's also one they didn't spend a lot of time on. Like, we didn't really get to know her at all. Yeah. So hopefully soon we get to, to see more of Mirage. Yeah. I'm excited to see more from her. Um, up next, we have Zunami Muse, who lip synced to her song. And then on the runway, gave us Red. This was bad. This was bad all the way through, and I feel... she. Okay, first of all, let me do, like, a little bit of a compliment sandwich here. She's stunning. She is so beautiful. Uh, she's, like, a mo- She's gorgeous. Has a gorgeous face. Um, in and out of drag. In and out of drag. Like, looks so good. I just... You know, this was just an example of somebody who probably had to get a song made in a week. They weren't sure what they were going to do for their talent show. And they were like, all right, let me just hook up with this producer and see what I can do. And that's what she did. Uh, and maybe she's not like a like a split kind of stunt queen. I feel like if you're going to do a song like that, you almost need to be one. Uh, and this is why the talent show also doesn't necessarily cater to everyone's talents all the time. You know? Like, if she got to do like kind of like a song from an artist she really likes, we probably would have received her a little differently. But, like... She just kind of walked on the stage and stood there and was pretty, and I don't know why people are, like, taking offense to, like, I've seen a lot of, like, discourse of people being, like, ah, people are being hard on Tsunami. To me, she was, like, clearly the worst out of everybody, and that sucks, because I like her a lot. No, I I agree. I I feel like her song was my favorite of all the songs. I was, like, really, like, oh, this song is, like, great. Um, but I just don't feel like she gave it the energy that it needed. Like, she doesn't need to be necessarily even, like, splitting and death dropping all these things. Like, even if she gave it a little bit of, like, the kick of the cow, like, that would have been enough. Uh, and I feel like her face wasn't animated enough. Like, it didn't feel like she was, was there. I feel like a lot of these girls were nervous. She gave me nervous vibes. Dawn, during her performance, gave me nervous vibes. Yeah, she was nervous. Tsunami was definitely really, really nervous. I could tell. Yeah, I, I think that's the thing, too. Like, you can do... I think a lot of girls do this number because they expect they'll be safe. Like, they're not looking to win. They're not looking to be, like, top of the week. But they'll just get by by being safe. But that is also relying that other people are going to flop and do things like Orion Story or Irene Dubois. And if no one is taking risks that don't succeed, that flop, then the worst of the safe becomes the worst. Right. I think if it was, like, last season where it was, like, they all, all 15 of them did, you know, or 16 of them did the, the talent show, like, maybe she could have skated by a little bit. It would have just would have been, like, the one, one of the ones we didn't remember. Uh, but because mm-hmm. it was, like, so few girls, like, you could definitely tell, like, it was, it was just the weakest one. It, it was, unfortunately. Like, I, I love her. I do. I just, and that runway, I don't even, like, I, I kind of barely remember the runway. As you said, it's just red, like... It was giving kind of like Sugarcane's caftan where like the start I really, really liked. And then every reveal I just liked less and less. Yeah, it was not, it was not my favorite. That wig on her though, she looked so yes. good. Yes, the hair was great. And the mug was great. She was, she's beautiful. Um, I just, you mm-hmm. know, I feel like this wasn't, this, 
episode was not the best showcase of her talents, so it's it's going to be a uh, cold case for me, unfortunately. Yeah, it's a cold case for me as well. Uh, but who's not a cold case is last up, Safira Cristal, who does comedy opera. This is also batshit crazy. This is, like, risky as hell. She's, like, changing the lyrics of the song to be, like, Daddy, forgive me. Like, all of these weird fucking things. <laughs> I She's saying live. I lived. I was obsessed with it. This was, and again, I was in a very New York crowd, and Safira's a Philly girl. Uh, everybody, including the queens that were there, were like, she's mother. She's everything. Like, she got the biggest reaction out of everybody. Like, people were living for her. I love this performance. It was out of the box. She utilized the opera singing, but she did it in like a... She was kind of at a loss almost because Monet did that already. Like, in that, you know, the opera itself in Monet's talent show was the gag, and it was great. But she, you know, Safira had to kind of do it in a way to, like, make it her own. Uh, and make mm-hmm. it entertaining and incorporating the comedy was so smart. Uh, she is everything to me. I want her to win. This was so good. The people at your um, show, M- like Megami and Plasma, they probably heard about this performance for so long, and this was the first time they got to see it. Yes, and they were they yeah exactly <clears throat> they were they were living like literally M- Megami every five minutes would like get on the mic and be like she's mother. We'd all be like yes, <laughs> no, you're right. Literally no notes. She looked so good. She's really good at the balance and she in the lip sync too. She's really good at balancing when to be big and when to be restrained so it's not just one note. I mean, she she is a professional. She's my winner pick and she did not let me down in the challenge on the runway. Um I can't say the same. Yeah, the runway. I just keep going back to that second look and it was so bad. And of course, like the titties do not look great. No. I, I liked the first look, this, like, blue robe. Yeah. Everything after, I didn't, like... Kind yeah, of which, so, I'm good for her that her talent show performance was so strong that it kind of didn't matter, you know? Like, it's, it's like, nobody was beating, mm-hmm. nobody was beating that, like... Kind of the opposite of, like, Amanda, where, like, I think no matter how good her performance was, people were only going to talk about the runway. Whereas, like, Safira didn't need an amazing runway for people to just you know, obsessed over her because of how good her challenge was. Right. Like, it was so good. It was so memorable. It was, like, the only really, really memorable talent show number from this whole episode, like, besides Q. But, like, you know, this is going to this is gonna be, like, what people talk about when they talk about talent show. It's okay that her runway wasn't good. I still live for her. Closed case for me. I think it was a fluke. I think we're going to get amazing runways from her. Uh, total closed case. So they rank each other, and now, Kayla, we are going to rank. So um, we'll go back and forth. Okay. I'll start with seven, and you do your seventh, and then we'll, we'll go. Okay. Uh, my se- my seventh was Tsunami Muse. Mine was also Tsunami Muse. Who was your sixth? A mandatory meeting. Yes. That was mine, too. Then I had Morphine Love Dion. Yes. And then I had Dawn? I think Dawn. Dawn at four. Yeah. And then... Mirage at three. Mirage, Q, and Safira. Yep. I actually put Q first because I think her runway and her performance were great. Like, Safira's runway, or Safira's challenge was the best, but I think she really let me down on the runway, whereas, like, Q's average then goes up. Gotcha. That's fair. Yeah, I just... Maybe I'm thinking with, like, the 60-40 drag duel nonsense <laughs> where, like, runway matters. <laughs> oh, my God. 
No, yeah, I just, I, I, I just, Sophia, Sophia captured my heart, so I had to give her the number one. You know, you know. So they vote Q and Sophia to be the top two. No surprise there. And they lip sync to motherfucking Break My Soul by Beyonce. And the second that... I was like, Q, goodbye. Q, you're done for. Q, you don't stand a chance. That poor girl had to lip sync to that goddamn song. I felt <laughs> so bad. I was like, I almost wish they would have saved the song. Like, you know what I mean? Because it, yeah. it was a slaughter. Like, it was, it was, it was not even... Q did her best. She did her best. But Sophia, like, it was so good. Um, People were saying it wasn't good. I was like, just because it was like, a, li- like a little messy... Like, it was a little, ma- like, whatever. But it was not, it's not that it was bad. It was a good lip sync. Sophia did a good job. Like. I'm begging. I'm pleading on my hands and knees for you bitches to have fun. Have fun for once in your life. Because if you're at a fucking drag show and that breastplate malfunction happens, you're not going to go, mm, it wasn't good. You're going to be screaming and jumping and spilling your drink and losing your fucking mind. No, no, like, I was at the, I was at the premiere party. That was the biggest cheer of the night. Because the girls were hyping it up to the queens who were there. They were like, you guys aren't ready for this moment in this lip sync. You guys aren't ready for it. Like, you're not ready for it. And we were not ready for it. It happened. Those titties hit the goddamn floor. And every, like, the building was shaking. We were losing our minds. It was so good. Yeah, everybody needs to lighten the fuck up. Like, it, like I don't care that it was, like, sloppy or whatever. Like, I don't really give a shit. It was good. Well, and she she easily could have, like, tried to, like, shove him back in quickly. Or, like, she, sh- she could have done all these things, like, try and, like, fix it. But instead, she went with the moment and realized, all right, let's just camp it up then. If something's going wrong, it's kind of like Kylie doing the um, somersault in Stupid Love. Like, something's going wrong. Let me not even, like, acknowledge that something's going wrong. Let me just use it to my advantage. Right. She was so confident. Why would I disrespect that in any way? You know, it would have been worse if she, like, awkwardly tried to take them off and, like, place them to the side. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm happy she Mm -hmm. just 100% went with it. It added to the camp. Like, it's a memorable moment. Shout out to the the tiny titties. I live. (laughs) I loved this lip sync. I think it was even cute, like... She wasn't, like, bad. I just wasn't paying attention to her. Yeah, no, she she did her best. She hung in there. So, amazing lip sync. Okay, runway. Okay, challenge. Great cast so far. Yes. Yeah, that's how I'm feeling as well. I think it sucks that last year, like, I don't know, we got to just still see all the queens together. I think they should have just done the double, pre- like, premiere in one night. You know what I'm saying? It was kind of lame, like, when we were there that, like, only two girls that we came to see for the premiere party were in the episode. Um, I feel like it kills the momentum for the other half a little bit, which sucks because, like, the other half of the girls is, like, a really solid, you know, half of the cast. Uh, I just, I feel like we lose that element. I don't, I I feel like if you're going to do this big premiere night, just do both episodes back to back. I don't know. Have it end Give us four hours of Drag Race. I'll watch three hours of Survivor. No, right. And that's what, we, that's what we did last year. So it's just like, I, I feel like that, that was a missed opportunity a little bit. Well, and I feel bad for the Queens next week because like there's not going to be these huge premiere parties, you know, where there's people packed in the bars, like, you know, spilling out the, the, the front entrance just to see the first episode for them and their performances and all of that. So it, it does suck for the people who are in the second group. Yeah. I'm hoping we get like a season 14 moment where like, the second group 
is even better and you know delivers even more than the first group because that would be that would be kind of gaggy. Yeah, that would be. You know, they have some some hard some heavy hitters like Nymphia and Megami. Like they're, you know, they're there, and I'm excited to see them slay. Um, so it's time to ask ourselves, Kayla, the question we always ask ourselves at the end of this program. Is it rigged? Was this episode rigged? No, not yet. I mean, yeah, not yet. I don't think it's rigged yet. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like they were giving the queens the opportunity to rig it and they didn't partake. So it's not rigged. Yeah, no, they they ranked it honestly based on the, you know, the judges commentary and uh, good for them. We'll see how long this lasts. Let's say episode two, they go off the rails. And, like, they put people who should be in the top, like, last. Do you think the fandom would be pissed or do you think the fandom would be living? I think they'll be pissed. I think this worked out, like, the best way it possibly could have because everybody went by the judges' commentary. If the second group doesn't do that, I think they're going to be pissed off. Because it's, like, at the end of the day, like, we try to, you know, pretend that track records don't matter. But especially in, like, most fans' minds, it does. And so it's, like, if somebody, like, gets fucked because of the Ray to Queen thing, like, that's not going to go over well. You know what I mean? Yeah. Overall, it was a good episode. It wasn't the best episode I've ever seen, but I am always happy to have regular Drag Race on my television. All-Stars, I'm kind of not vibing with. So just some regular All-Stars I'm loving. Or not, no, not regular. <laughs> a regular U.S. season I've missed. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm excited to see where this goes. I feel like it's a very different kind of cast. We'll see what happens. And we'll be here to, to give you our shitty, no-knowledge, drag-mouth opinion, because that's what we do. Exactly. Well, I am getting closer and closer to 75k, and when I do hit 75k subscribers, I will get into full full drag. Really? Oh, that's exciting. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a wonderful incentive. Damn. You gonna shave the beard? Oh, yes. For the full, the full fantasy? Yes. Yeah. I can go like a week without a beard. My beard goes in really fast, so it won't be like the end of the world. It's not like I'll be sitting for six months waiting for, for it to come back. It'll be worth it. It'll be fun. I love that. So I think that's all we have to talk about today. Kayla, what do you have going on with your channel? Are you have any videos coming out soon? Uh, Yeah, so I actually am in kind of like a big like rebrand phase right now because I just like, I saw building like me and Brian built like a set in my apartment um, with this like cool custom neon sign that my sister got me for Christmas. I got a new camera. Uh, so that's all in the process of getting set up. Um, and I just took, like, new, like, like, headshots for my channel. I'm gonna, like, update all my socials and finally make a link tree. So, uh, I'm in the process of doing all that. Uh, it's award season, so there's a lot of, you know, pop culture nonsense to talk about. The bullshit from last night? The bullshit from last <laughs> night. the Golden Globes? Yes. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's, it's gonna be a good time on my channel. Hop on over there, uh, for some, some gay nonsense, some hetero nonsense, it's a good time. 2023 was, I think, the year you, like, truly, like, blew up. Yeah. And I think 2024, it's going to be even greater. I think you're going to hit 100. I think you're hitting 100K this year. I hope so. That's my goal. I'm coming for that silver play button. I will be putting out Rickery of UK5 and Canada 4, but I don't know when. Because I'm so busy with Drag Tool. Drag Tool is literally ending in, like, two weeks. Yeah. And then all of my focus will be on my main channel like all of my focus uh, yeah and then you're gonna you're gonna kick it into high gear you're gonna slay you're gonna get all those 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 viral vids and it's gonna be good Mm-hmm. yeah i need to start making some fucking money again <laughs> 
I understand. I, you know what's so exciting? Um, I don't know if we can put this in the episode, but I think we should. Uh, I'm going to do a Raid Shadow Legends read this week for a video. <gasps> I'm so excited. You've been wanting this for a long time. I've been, I said this is the hallmark of being a YouTuber is when I, literally when my like agent person texted me, she was like, I got a deal for Raid Shadow Legends. I was like, no fucking way. Like, I'm so excited. <laughs> I need to get an agent because I fucking hate dealing with. Oh, it's the worst. Like, it is so, it's so stressful to me. I don't know why it's so, I think it's because I hate emailing. No, but. yeah, it's it's the worst and they like totally lowball you if you don't have a company. So, sorry, this is like YouTube. Maybe people are interested in our YouTube business. I don't know. Uh, but yeah. yeah, it is definitely like helped streamline that aspect of my business because I hate dealing with advertisers. But, you know, we all got to get paid. <laughs> To bitter, bitter, not bitter things, to bigger and better things in 2024. <laughs> bigger and better things. It's happening. Um, thank you all so much for listening. You can follow me on all social media platforms at The Drag Detective. You can find me in a gutter on the side of the road in New York City. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Um, you can find me collecting trash under the bridge and giving troll riddles to people like a troll Um, and you can also find me at uh, on twitter at kayla underscore underscore says underscore yt Uh, you can find me at kayla says on youtube you can find me at kayla under underscore rosa on instagram I will have a link tree soon so you can find all of my shit in one place it's happening you were talking about trash cans someone commented during the lip sync on drag tour today I love I love all of Trisha's background dancer trash cans. I know. Because <laughs> she, she fills in the alley that I live. sent me. I live. Okay, we will be back next week to talk about part two of the premiere and a whole new batch of queens. And we'll see how things go. But until then, thank you for listening. And we'll catch you in the next one. Thank you, guys. Bye. Bye.